0: Ephesians chapter 3, go down to verse 14. And uh, today we're going to read out of a few verses. I'm going to share around it for a little bit and then uh, give you some updates about the next 12 months in church life. Amen? All right, it says, is everybody there? If you don't have it, we're going to put it up in the Bible in the sky. All right, it says this. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, that you would be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love, that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge. Isn't it crazy that you would know something that you can't know? To know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge. He loves you so much, it's hard to comprehend. That you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Verse 20. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly, beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever amen somebody give God a big praise for those verses right there come on Paul was preaching right there Ephesians chapter 3 out of out of those verses right there I want to share a message with you around the theme of our vision this year right beyond if you're taking notes you can write down beyond and if you're not writing notes you can write down beyond <laughs> beyond come on look at your neighbor and tell him we're going beyond Come on, why don't you high-five three people around you and tell them we're going beyond, beyond, beyond. Come on, look at somebody. We're going beyond, beyond. Let's pray. Let's close our eyes, bow our head, and let's ask God to bless us. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you. What an amazing day it's already been. Thank you for this day. Vision Sunday, God, as we believe that you have a plan for our lives personally And our lives collectively as a church, thank you for this community. Thank you for Calvary. Thank you for this family. God, what a beautiful place you've given us here in Kendall. What a beautiful location you've given us in the city. God, we thank you because we know the best is still yet to come, God. And thank you for the influence and impact that we're making around the city of Miami, God. Thank you for everybody here today. I pray that today you would just speak into our hearts. God, I believe that today uh, you're giving us a prophetic message. I believe that today you want to speak into our lives prophetically about what you can do with us and where we can go when we trust you and know you and are full of you. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. And all of God's people say, oh, come on. All of God's people say, can you give Jesus one more praise? Come on, with everything that you got. Come on. (laughs) Today, I, I want to talk for a few minutes about power. Can somebody shout power? Power. I want to talk around power because I believe many of us, we we are living this Christian life out, but sometimes we walk like if something is missing, right? We, We believe in God and we have this journey after Jesus. Many times it seems like something is missing in our relationship with God, 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 I'm following you. I believe in you, but it seems like something is not right, and, and I'm just kind of like going along. I'm saved, but something is missing in my relationship, and it can't function if it's missing. Right? I'll, I'll give you an example. And any coffee lovers in here? Come on, any coffee lovers? Oh, come on. I knew this was a spiritual charge. Come on. I, I'm a coffee lover. Like I'm a coffee. I'll say it. I'm a coffee addict. Okay. Like I, I love coffee. I love coffee. Okay. Don't, don't judge me. That's my struggle. You have yours, right? Like I love coffee. I don't have, for example, anybody like me, if you don't have coffee, you get headaches, right? A few people. Okay. I'm not alone. Thank you. Some other people are like, you get headaches. We got to pray for this guy. Right? I'm sorry. Right? I love coffee, and and some mornings I won't function if I don't have coffee. Like, I just won't There are actually some mornings where I won't speak until I have coffee. Pray for me, okay? Don't judge me. Just pray for me, all right? I I just need my coffee. And the other day we were rushing and got up, took a shower, me and we came to the offices, and we had some meetings just a couple weeks ago, and And as soon as I got in here, I'm just like, I need my coffee. I'm going straight to the coffee machine. And we have in one of these rooms, we have, um, you know, those coffee machines now where um, I think they're called like little Nespresso machines. And you put little capsules. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Those are all the coffee lovers right there. And uh, so I just go to the machine. I open it up. And I don't even know how to, I don't don't even know how that thing works, right? Like I, I really don't. I throw a capsule in there and I close it and um, I'm the type of person where I don't even know what button to press, so I just press all the buttons. I just start pressing all the buttons. I just needed a coffee. I was jittery. I was like, I'm I'm not going to no meeting until we start having coffee. I need coffee, and that's when the Holy Spirit descends, and we have revival, right? And so so I just start pressing all the buttons, and it looks like it's on. The lights are lighting up, and no coffee is coming out. Like, the machine is making some noise, but but nothing is coming out. I'm there frustrated. I, I don't see no coffee coming out. I'm like, God, what are you trying to say? Are you trying to test me today, God? Are you trying to, like, work my Patience and, and I'm there, and they're like, Come on, we're, we're, we gotta start the meeting. The meeting was about to start. I'm like, I'm not starting no meeting until I have my coffee. You don't understand. There is no meeting. We will shut everything down without coffee. <laughs> Some people are like, Let's get out of here. Vision Sunday. Oh my God. <laughs> And uh, I literally just pre- when I was young, right, like I was never a video gamer when I was young. I, I was horrible at video games. Like I didn't know how to play, so I would just grab the control. Anybody like me, you just press every button. Every but- I- how do you jump? B, 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 A, B, B, I don't know, I don't know. I just I gave up on video games a long time ago. Same thing with this machine. I'm pressing it, nothing. And I think it was my wife, she came over and she's like, coffee's not coming out because you're missing water in the machine. <laughs> I promise you, I felt so dumb. I felt so dumb. I look in the back and the whole thing was empty, right? And I think a lot of us in our Christian journey, it is exactly the same way, right? Like we believe in God, we come to church, and sometimes we'll read our Bible and pray, but it, it seems like something is missing. And, and when this thing is missing, it feels like it's not functioning right. And I feel like what's missing is that we do not believe in the power of God for us and through us. We know we serve a big, powerful God, but, but we don't know if God can really function in our lives the way he does in other people's lives. Like, yeah, God, he's powerful, and I heard God used to heal, and I heard God used to use people, or, or God only picks certain people, but, but I don't know if God can use me. I don't know if God can really do something through my life. And so we limit what God can do in our life because our thinking is small. And so our Christian life, it's not everything it's supposed to be because we think we're just saved and we're just getting. Some of us are just thankful we're getting to heaven in the first place. Like, I like am I'm just, I'm just barely got in, Alex. I'm just thanking God. I just barely, I still smell like smoke, right? Like, I was in hell and I barely got in, right? Like, some of us are just thankful for that. But can I tell you, like, God has much more for you. So I really think that it creates a big problem in our life. And the problem is. That we believe in God, yet we live like if he doesn't exist. We believe in God, but we live like if he doesn't exist. Like God, yeah, he, he's up there somewhere. And, and thank God I, I got forgiven. For, forgiveness is the greatest thing. Amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for it. Um, but that's it. I'm getting to heaven. God has nothing else for me. And so we think God can never use us. God can never do anything powerful through us. He never wants to do anything in us and through our lives like this is it this is it for me like god can can you really do something th- through me <laughs> like god can you really do something th- through me <laughs> like i don't think god and we we have these little small prayers like god if you can like can you use me? Here I am if you want to, because our past is so horrible, because we've made so many mistakes, we're like, there's no way that God can do something, and so we act like if he doesn't even exist. Well, God, he's very busy with some people's lives, and I get it, pastors, maybe some leaders, but with me, he's forgotten about my marriage, he's forgotten about my kids, he's forgotten that I'm still single, God, and I've been praying for a long time, he, he's forgotten that my marriage is still in trouble, he's forgotten that my kids are going crazy, and some other kids, I hear stories, redemption stories about all the prodigal sudden we turn home and now he's a pastor but my kid he's still crazy God but I guess this is just my toll in life and so I really believe that we have limited thinking can I tell you that limited thinking will now equal to limited receiving from God God wants to do so much more in our life but because we have a limited thinking pattern it will cause a limited receiving pattern in our life God wants to do so much more in my life and in your life, but we can't open up our minds and say, wait a minute. God is able to do something with my life. God is able to do something with my family. God is able to do something with my broken marriage. Wait, it's not just for him and it's not just for her. It's also for my life. I serve a big God. He is able to do it. And if you can expand your thinking, you will expand your receiving. God wants to do much more than you could ever imagine. Beyond what we could ever imagine is what God wants to do. But I think many times what we have is small thinking. And so small thinking will lead to small decisions. I won't join a connect group because what if I go in there and they think I'm weird. I'm not even supposed to go in church. I thought the building was going to burn down when I walked in. I can't, I can't join dream team because what do I have to offer? I don't have no gifts. I don't have no talents. I'm not going to go through growth track because I'm not going to discuss. I don't have no purpose. Small thinking leads to small decisions. But when you have big thinking, all of a sudden you say, wait a minute, I can do what people said I couldn't do. I can be used by God. Oh, I used to be blind, but now I can see. Oh, I used to be a sinner, but now I've been redeemed. Oh, I used to be so-and-so, but by his grace and by his mercy, I've been redeemed. And my future is in God's hand. And God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all I can ask or think. Come on, get a vision for your life. Get a big vision for your life. We're talking about vision today because vision, it's important. Somebody shout vision. vision. You need to get a vision for your life. Today, we're not just talking about the vision of the church collectively. Yeah, we are in one sense, but also in a sense, I want you to have a vision for your own life. I want you to get a vision for your own life, for for what, what does God have in store for you over the next few years? What does God have in store for your marriage? What does God have in store for your family? Do you have a picture? Vision, one of the definitions is kind of just really like, do you have a picture more than the here and now? Can you see beyond the here and now? It's important that you get a A vision for your life. It's important that as a church, we have a vision for a church. Where are we going? Where do we we think God is is leading us? Look what the Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. It it says this, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off for strength. When you don't have a vision for your life, you you give up control of your life and, and you'll just let anything happen and you'll do whatever because you don't have a picture of where God wants to take you. You need a vision for your life. We need a vision for our church. That way we know where God has taken us. We know where God has taken our family. We know where God has taken our man. Get a vision. Get a picture for your life. Otherwise, you lose all control. Can I tell you today, God wants to give you a vision. God has plans for you. God has dreams for you. God has something for you. God has much more than just showing up to a weekend, coming into a building, singing three songs, and then going home. He wants to use you more than you could ever imagine. He wants to use your talents. He wants to use your giftings. He wants to use your life. Your past does not determine your future. God has something powerful for your life. You can never use me. God can never use Can I tell you two years ago when the board came up to me and Anna and said, hey, we're thinking about making you guys lead pastors of this church. Imagine if we had no vision. Imagine if we were kind of like just small thinking. Us? I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not doing this. I don't, I'm, I'm lost. Jesus help me, right? Like, but we just say, wait a minute, we serve a big God that he can do beyond or whatever we can ask or think. And, We don't know a whole lot, still don't, but we have an amazing team here, amazing pastors, amazing staff, and if we just step out in faith, God will do beyond our wildest dreams if you just put your hand in his hands. Come on, put your life in his and watch what God will do with your life. So the big point I want to tell you today is that if you can truly believe God, if you can truly believe beyond your fears, you can live beyond your dreams. Believe God. Say, I'm gonna live beyond my fears, then you're gonna live beyond your fear. What are your fears? What's holding you back? Maybe like, Alex, there's no way God can do anything with my life. Maybe you see your life like a little seed. Maybe you see your life like a little mustard seed and say, little old me, there's no way God can use me. Let me tell you, that seed can turn into a tree, can turn into a huge tree that provides shade and provides fruit for so many people. This church at one point, it looked like a little small seed, and people thought it was finished. We were closed down the doors. But my God, he's able to do much with a seed. He's able to make it flourish. He's able to make it grow. I serve a big mighty. God. I serve a God that's able. I serve a God that's able to do exceedingly above, beyond all I can ask or think. Come on, somebody say beyond. beyond. Can I tell you, I really feel in my spirit that somebody today, I feel like I just need to give you permission. You need permission to dream a little bit bigger. You need permission to ask a little bit bigger. I feel like sometimes we just ask God these little small prayers, like, God, if if I could just join sound team, that's enough. What about if you become the sound engineer of evangelistic crusades around the world? God, if I can just touch the soundboard. (laughs) God, if I can just open the door at church, I don't know if they'll let me, but I don't know who does this, but somebody does it. What about if you start holding the door and one day you're, you're preaching to millions around the world? I don't know, I don't have much, I'm just a teacher. I teach middle school students, what can I do at church? What about if you lead a revolution of young kids that become leaders and all of a sudden you have a ministry helping kids around them? Like, what can you do? Come on, don't see your life as a small seed. Get a vision and say, I'm going to go beyond my wildest dreams because this is the God that we serve. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly beyond all we can ask or think. And as a church, we really believe it. Paul is praying for this for us. In Ephesians chapter 3, he's writing this letter to the church. And in chapter 3, he begins this prayer and he says, I bow my knees. And I pray that you may know, he's talking about that we will know the love of God and the power of God. He's saying that you will know his love and that you will know his power. And he talks about the love and the power of God and all of a sudden he gets to verse 20. And in verse 20, literally what it means is that he gives out a praise. One commentary said that he believes that Paul at this point was shouting and singing. Right? He's saying, oh, I pray, I bow my knees and I pray that you may know God. I pray that you may know the breadth, the depth, the length of his love. And I pray that you may know his power, that you may be full with the fullness of God. And then when he gets to verse 20, he says, now to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we ask or think to him be the glory in the church through Jesus Christ forever amen Paul is praising come on Paul is preaching to somebody somebody needs to preach to themselves today and say God is able to do beyond I don't care what nobody told they told me I couldn't preach but God is able to do beyond they told me my marriage couldn't be fixed but God is able to do beyond they told me I couldn't serve in a church but God is able to do beyond they told me I would never amount to anything but God is able to do beyond they told me I would be broke forever but now I'm funding the kingdom of God I can do exceedingly abundantly beyond somebody shout beyond I can do more than what people say I can do in the name of Jesus Christ you have permission to dream and permission to ask you're not meant to live this little life now to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond as a church can I tell you we're not just gonna settle down as a church We're not going to say we made it. We got four services. Hey, hey. We opened up one campus in Wynwood. We got here. Now let's just sit back, sing Kumbaya until Jesus gets back. There's much more people to reach. There's much more people that need the gospel. There's people dying of drug overdoses. There's, There's people getting abused mentally, physically, emotionally. This city is law. We can't sit back. God can do beyond what we can think. And so as a church, we're going to focus on four areas over the next 12 months. And, and I just really believe this is the vision of our church, right? If you were to say, what's Calvary all about? These four things is what we're going to focus on, is what we're going to talk about. I want you to write these down. Number one, somebody shout reach. We're going to focus on reach. We're going to focus on reach. We're going to reach people wherever they are. Calvary, we are not settling. We are, we are not, we're not scaling back. We're not sitting back. We're not going to just sit around and wait for Jesus to crack open the clouds and come back. We're determined In every meeting we have, pastoral meetings, staff meetings, we talk about reaching this city. We talk about making an influence for this world. I want you to know that you're part of a church that's all about reaching people. We love humanity because God loves humanity. And so we're going to do everything we can to reach people. Can I tell you personally in your life, you can focus on reaching another level with God. Say, you know what, I'm I'm going beyond. I want to reach a new level with God. Like Paul says, that you will know his love, that you will know his power. Come on, why don't you put a vision for your life this week and say, you know what, I want to know him. I just don't want to talk about him. I just don't want to believe him. But I want to know his power. I'm praying that for our church individually, personally, every person in this place. You will get to know Jesus in a fresh and brand new way like you've never known him before. I pray that we would be so in love with Jesus that he'll be the first thing on our mind when we wake up. The last thing on our mind when we lay down. That we will reach new heights and new depths in our relationship with God. That Calvary will be a church full of people that don't just live a life that just, I'm getting by with God. But every single day, your, your relationship with God is fresh, it's vibrant, it's alive. You know, you're walking with him, talking to him, and not just for a few pastors or leaders. I'm praying this for all 2,000 people that call this place home. Come on. That we will reach new levels. Get a vision. Say, I'm going beyond. I'm going to step out and... And I'm going to believe, God, that I can reach new heights in my relationship with God. You can live 3,000 years and only know one quarter of God. He's a God that wants to be discovered. He's a God that wants to be known. As a church, we're going to focus on reaching people, not just reaching God and, and serving God in an amazing way and us as a church collectively getting to know him, but also reaching people wherever they are. I'm glad that right now we have four services in Kendall and one in the city, but, but I really believe that that's not enough for almost 3 million people that live in Miami-Dade County. I think we're going to do whatever we can. I want you to know that I, will, I refuse to be part of, of a dead church. I'm just going to say I refuse to be part of a, of a dead church. I'm not going to be part of a church that's not passionate about lost people. I'm not going to be part of a church that doesn't care about people that don't know Jesus. I'm not going to be part of a church that doesn't care about the homeless or doesn't care about orphans or doesn't care about widows. Like, I want to be part of a church that's alive. I want to be part of a church that's passionate about people. I want to be part of a church that says, let's go. Let's move the kingdom forward. Let's reach people. Let's break down walls. Let's expand our tent. Let's make space for people. If we got to add one more service, then let's go for it. But we're all about reaching people. And so we're not stopping. God gave us Kendo, and He's given us the city. But, but, what about Doral? What about Hialeah? What about what about Homestead? And what about West Kendo? And what about other parts? Like, come on, if God can do beyond, why do we settle down and only scratch the surface? Come on, let's be a church. That's beyond. And I'm going to speak prophetically. I believe that every service over the next 12 months is going to be to max capacity. I believe that we're just not going to be reachers. We're going to be bringers. Come on. This church, I'm speaking prophetically. We're going into a growth season. We're going to go into a momentum where we're just going to start bringing people left and right. And God, oh, come on. Am I talking to the right people? Where we're going to see the lives turn around. We're going to see the lost being found. Come on. We're believing this. It it happens every single week where we go outside and we just kind of hang out in the lobby and talk to people after every service. And every single week, somebody comes up to me and says, Alex, I'm so grateful for this church. I didn't like church. I didn't like God. (laughs) I was kind of like turned off by all religion kind of stuff. And I get what they're talking about. And they're like, ever since I came to this church, I just found a fresh new relationship with Jesus. And it made me understand God in a fresh new way. Every single week, it never fails. Somebody was actually just telling me last week about it. And they said, and guess what? Now I'm joining the worship team. They're going to be worshiping God. A person that was far from him is now worshiping in his house. I love it that we're a church full of bringers, that we bring people to this house. We're not settling down or we're not saying, yeah, we're reaching the Lord. Sir. But we bring people. A couple of weeks ago, I was getting ready to come out for one of the services and preach, and Somebody grabbed me in the hallway and said, hey, today better be good. I have a friend here for the first time. All right? Love you. No, no pressure. <laughs> But I love it. I love that we're a part of a church that's inviting neighbors, co-workers, family, and friends. Come on, we're going to reach the city of Miami. Every avenue, every corner, all human trafficking survivors, every drug dealer, every drug addict. In Jesus' name, by the power of his spirit, we can reach beyond our boundaries. We can go across the lane. Come on, anybody believe in this with me? We're going to focus on our reach. Number two, write this down. We're going to focus on our help. We want to help people. We just don't want to focus on weekend services. We're all about people knowing God and reaching people that's great. But number two, we also want to help people. And as a church, I love it that we're a community that helps people wherever they are. Can I tell you one of the best ways we can help people find freedom is through Connect Groups. If you say, what's Calvary all about? We want people to know God and we want people to find freedom. And the best way is through Connect Groups. This church, last week we launched... I believe it was 77 connect groups all over Miami-Dade County. Somebody give God some praise. Come on. All the way from like Broward County down to Homestead, there's connect groups all over the place. And, and in week one, we had over 600 people register to get in a connect group. And there's much more than that that are in connect groups but haven't registered. I believe we're closer to about 800 people. And, and we just want to help people out. This year, we're going to focus on helping people, right? It's who we are, it's our vision. Our vision is to reach people and help people, help them. So many people come into this church that are bound and addicted by so many things. So let's be the type of church that helps them, that we get in relationship. Can I tell you, your relationships can be the lid of your life. You will never raise above the five common voices in your life. If you're surrounded by a bunch of voices that are only speaking negative or only speaking to less than what your potential is, you're never going to raise above that. But if you surround yourself in a community of people that are going to pray for you and believe the best in you, come on, they're going to call the greatness out of you and say there is a calling. God does have a plan for your life. Come on, you got to surround yourselves with good relationships. So we're going to be a church that focuses on relationships. We want every single person that walks through these doors to get into a relationship. Loneliness is killing America. And we just believe that life is better together. Number three, we're going to focus on teaching people. We want to teach people. We want to help people become who God has called them to be, right? I love it that we're a church that's reaching people, helping people, teaching people. We want to teach people the Bible. We want to teach people what God says about them. One of the best ways that we can do it is through growth track. Week one begins next Sunday. If You say, what's Calvary about? We're about our weekend services, we're about connect groups, and we're about growth track. We want people to go through growth track. I'm telling you, it's a four-week. High. We, it can't be any simpler We've made it as simple as possible. Four weeks, every class is about 30, 45 minutes, and you're just going to learn everything that God says about you, right? In four weeks, you can get a general consensus of what God says about you, and you can discover your purpose. We want to teach people. I think I've never been more passionate about raising leaders than I am now. I realize life is short. We got to raise people up and we got to teach them and train them and help them get to where God has called them to be. You have a plan and you have a purpose in your life. And as a church, we're not a selfish church. We want people to get empowered and we want people to know what your purpose is, what your gifting is, what your calling is so that you can go beyond what you think that you can do. God can do much more through you. And so we want to teach people. And then number four, we want to release people. Release them into what God has called them to do, right? We want to be a church that's all about empowering people to do their gifting and to do their calling, right? That people will walk in through these doors and know that you can make a difference. Life is not all about the pastor, the pastor's wife, or a few leaders. It's about you and what God wants to do in your life. And so as a church, we want to release people into their calling. I get so much joy when I come in here on a Sunday and, and I see somebody like, like Phil preaching here on a Sunday. And that guy can preach. And I believe God's hand is over his life. And we're all about releasing somebody into their calling. And what him and Danny are doing on a Friday night, every single Friday night through youth group is amazing. Where over 300 teenagers are here praising Jesus. Come on. That's amazing. I get so much joy to see Rich and Yoli and how they lead this campus incredibly and help pastor people. And it's all about releasing people into their calling of what God is doing, right? I love it when I see people like Mike and Steph worshiping Jesus and preaching and teaching and leading teams. I love to go to the city and see Jersey and Arlene up there and serving God and releasing them to them in their, in their potential and their calling. Like, what, what, what does God want to do in your life? Have you been limiting him? I want to release you into what God has called you to do. All right, we're all about reaching people, then we're gonna help people, teach people, and then release people. You can make a difference. What about if you're the next team leader? What about if you're the next department leader? What about if you, you can start a ministry that the world has never heard of? What about if you can help orphan kids around the world? What about if you come up with a solution for, for homelessness in the city of Miami? Come on. What, what about if God uses you to, to bring something special in the city of Miami that will cause a revolution and look, let that all eyes will look to Him? I want to tell you that, that we don't want to be selfish and that's only us. That's all of us as a church. And I believe that there's people in here that you have gifts and talents and potential on the inside of you. And maybe you've had limited thinking, but I'm here to tell you dream beyond. Come on, dream beyond, ask beyond, step out beyond. You would say, you know what, I believe in a big God. And my God, he's able to do beyond what I can think. Who would have thought that we would one day have a house where we can help human trafficking survivors, right? Like beyond, beyond what we can ask, think, or imagine. Who would have thought that we would have two campuses in the city of Miami, right? Beyond what we can ask, think, or imagine. Who would have thought that we would be here? I never thought, but, but I serve a God that does beyond so I'm telling you today dream beyond go beyond as a church we're going beyond in every area we're reaching people helping people teaching people and releasing people if you're a part of Calvary I'm telling you we want to save people help people teach people and release people that they may know God find freedom discover their purpose and then start making a difference in the world come on everybody with me you believe in this I love it. We serve a God.